The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, be rooted up and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Or any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep, say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down at table Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and gird yourself and serve me till I eat and drink and afterward you shall eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that is commanded, you say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. The Gospel of the Lord. The increase of holiness in our life is tied to an increase of the virtues, right? We have to grow in the virtues in order to say that we are growing in our likeness towards God, that we are growing in holiness. And of those virtues, at their pinnacle, at the highest of the virtues, stands the theological virtues, the virtues of faith, hope, and love. And of all of those virtues, we know that faith eventually passes away for vision, now, with faith, we believe in things unseen. When we enter into eternity, faith passes away for sight. It gives way to the fact that we actually see God in His essence. Hope also passes away, because what we hope for, which is God Himself, when we enter into eternity, we then possess. We no longer hope to obtain God, we will have God. And so faith, so faith and hope pass away, but as St. Paul says, love endures. Love is the one theological virtue that endures into eternity. And so while the other two reach their fulfillment and pass away, love is the one that endures. But we are called in this life to increase in the virtues and most especially to increase in the theological virtues, but they are also the most difficult. How do you increase in a virtue though? What does it mean for a virtue to increase in us, something that is spiritual? It's not something it doesn't grow materially and become bigger. But we know from the Gospels that it can increase. The Lord turns at one point to Simon Peter and he says, man of little faith. He turns at another point to the Syrophoenician woman and says, woman, great is your faith. And so there is a littleness and a greatness to the virtues. And we are called to grow in the greatness of the virtues, to allow them to grow in us. But often, as with anything, they grow in what is contrary to them. They grow with resistance. In the same way that we might, in, in a certain sense, work, work out our muscles or in anything that requires a type of growth, when there is resistance, then there is growth. So also for the theological virtues, they grow often in what is contrary to them. Sometimes when I hear people and they pray for an increase of faith, I can't, they, I'm surprised that they're surprised when the lights go out, you know? Everything becomes dark. 
when they pray for an increase of love and all of a sudden they're surrounded by more enemies, or when they pray for an increase of hope and all of a sudden more obstacles appear in their path. But that is the conditions for the increase of the virtues when we actually have to work with them and use them. When the lights go out and we must walk in faith and increase our faith, that's what we read in the first reading for today from the prophet Habakkuk, that what he has here is this cry for help that appears to be unheard by God. But what is happening is that he is called to walk in faith. And the Lord says to him, if it seems slow, wait for it. Wait, that's the Lord's answer. What appears to you to be slow moving is actually hastening to its completion. The Lord is faithful, but sometimes we wait for him in faith. It will surely come. We have a firm conviction of faith as to the things which the Lord has revealed to us, and we act accordingly. We act despite the darkness. We love despite enmity. We hope despite obstacles. This is how we increase in those virtues. The disciples cry to the Lord then in the gospel, increase our faith. <laughs> okay, okay. We know from this point the road does get darker for them. He turns and he says to them, if you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed, meaning only in its beginning form, that is already more powerful than what is material. If you had only the beginnings of faith, you could do impossible things. In some translations it says the sycamine tree, in others the mountain, we know from different other accounts. Basically, the uprooting of something that seems impossible and the implanting of it somewhere else that seems impossible. A beautiful image for what happens to us because of faith. A mountain is something, and a tree that is rooted in the earth in the same way that we are because of sin, rooted into this earth, even though we are bound for what is eternal and what is heavenly. And yet because of sin, we become entrenched in this earth. Faith is what uproots us from this and casts us into the sea, what is beyond our nature, a place where we wouldn't normally be able to live and exist, but becomes our home because of grace, because of faith. And it is this firm conviction that the Lord is trying to build and increase in his disciples. All of his miracles are worked for this purpose that he might increase faith. Even though he desires to heal, his purpose is beyond simply the physical healing. It's for the increase of spiritual faith and love and hope. And so what he is saying to his disciples here is that they are called to live by faith. What does it mean to live by faith? This might be a little bit theological, but it's important. Faith is essentially one. We have one object of our faith, and that is God himself as the first truth. That's the formal object of our faith. But because we are the way we are, often that truth comes to us in multiple ways. It comes to us through revelation and the deposit of faith and all of the things that we are required to believe. But essentially we believe all those things for the sake of the one truth, which is God himself. And that makes our faith one, makes it united. We cannot hold one aspect of the faith and deny others and then claim to have responded in faith. 
The faith is entire or it is not. To reject one aspect of the faith is to reject them all because it rejects that one truth that unites them, which is God. And so when we respond with faith to the articles of faith, that's what we are called to in our life, to assent with faith. And faith is both an act of our intellect and it is also an act of the will. While we might believe we can increase in our faith in those faculties, meaning that faith increases by conviction in our intellect. We have a faith that seeks understanding. We believe all of the articles of the faith because of the one who reveals them to us, but that does not mean that they are irrational. We can move in our understanding and progress in our understanding of them. And in that way, our faith increases. We increase in our conviction, in our belief, but it can also, because it is attached to the will, it is an assent to these things, a free will assent to these things. So then also our faith can increase in devotion and in promptness, our promptness to respond and to implement the faith in our life. And this is what the Lord then goes into in the gospel. He speaks about the faith, not simply as a gift which must stay in us as a mustard seed, but something which must grow. It must be manifest in our life. People should be able to witness to our faith because of what they see in us. They see in our life and in how we act. And so the Lord gives the example, will any of you who has a servant who is plowing or keeping sheep? Plowing is the beginning of an activity. Plowing is when you go out into the fields to prepare them for the planting or keeping sheep. That is guarding something that is already there. So also our work of faith is a work of beginning it in other souls, but also of nurturing it in other souls. And in doing so, we nurture it in our own. We begin to act with faith. But our faith is not simply manifest in our actions towards others. It is also manifest in our actions towards the one who sends us. And so once those servants have come in from plowing the fields and keeping sheep, they now serve the one who has sent them. Will he not say rather, prepare for me and gird yourself and serve till I eat and drink and afterward you shall eat and drink because in eternity we eat and drink at the banquet of the Lord. But in this life we serve him as we find him in the poor, as we find him in our neighbor, as we give according to his love. And so in this life, our acts of faith must be animated by love. And so we say that love is the animating, it what gives life to our faith. And this is what we are called to do. And so as we pray today, especially for an increase of the theological virtues, let's not be surprised if things get difficult or are difficult for us. Life is difficult. But these are the virtues which have God as their final object, which he takes the most pleasure in. And so when we act according to faith, according to hope, but most especially according to love, this is what makes us pleasing to our Father in heaven. Amen.